You are now listening to the CRC Podcast, brought to you by Pastor Ad Bossoff. We trust that this message will change your life forever. Oh, come on, give Him the biggest praise that you can. His name is above every other name. Hallelujah. And we have a reason to rejoice this morning. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 39 years ago, on a very Sunday like this, Jesus saved my soul. And I have reason to rejoice this morning. I want you, as you clap your hands, to think for a moment where you would have been if it wasn't for Jesus coming and saving your life. Think about what He did for you. Think about what He prevented in your life. That's why we get together every Sunday and we celebrate what Jesus has done for us. Come on, give Him one more praise on TBN. Welcome TBN, yet to One Gospel. Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube, Correctional Facilities, all over the nations of the earth, Russia, Israel, America, Europe, India, China, Pakistan, and Africa. This is our time. This is our day and we are ready for a great 2022. Amen. It's going to be an incredible year and we are already preparing ourselves for what God has in store for us. So without any further ado, I feel like I'm in a farm. I was at a wedding this week and everybody had khaki on. So I thought, okay. One Sunday, I'm coming in my car here as well. Okay, take your seats. God bless you in heavenly places. Good to have you all here this morning. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the many thousands in Blumenau, both facilities south and north, and then also in Johannesburg. And soon I will be with all of you face to face. Okay, next year, we're back to business in Johannesburg, in Bloemfontein, and in many other places. Okay, pray with us. We're looking for a piece of land in the midstream area. We are going to build like a two, 3,000 seater there and we are going to keep on expanding God's kingdom. We're not yet to sit on our blessed assurances. I want to continue on the subject, I believe that God has laid on my heart for 2022 and that is the subject called breakthrough. I mean the last two years have not been great two years. And I'm not going to get on the same page as every scientist and every doomsayer and naysayer and already what is happening in Europe because they'll pick any place in the world. No matter how many people have been vaccinated, they will pick a place to tell us there's another wave on the way. Well, there is. And that is a wave of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. A wave of revival, a wave of breakthrough, a wave of blessing. Come on, shout amen and give the Lord a praise if you believe it in Jesus' Name. I don't want to be like Jesus, but He said you can prophesy many things, but you don't know about life. So let's talk about your future. Preparing for 2022, no matter what is announced, on the 14th or the 16th of December. (laughs) I want to talk to you today on breakthrough in the midst of famine. Genesis 26 verse 1 to 6, the Bible says there was a famine in the land beside the first wave. That was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar, Then the Lord appeared to him and said, don't worry or don't go down to Egypt. Live in the land. You never have to follow blessing. You have to follow God. You never have to run after money. You have to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will follow you. People that pursue riches and wealth run into many sorrows, as the Bible says. So we want to seek first the Kingdom of God. So God has this conversation with Isaac and obviously Isaac is in a second recession and like all business people, he is contemplating, should I stay, should I go? And here comes the Word of the Lord. I'm gonna talk about it this morning. Dwell in this land, dwell in this land, then I will be with you and I will bless you. 
I will bless you where I place you. I will be with you where I place you. And, I'm, and, and if I'm with you, I can turn your dearth into a blessing because I am the God of the breakthrough. I am the master of many breakthroughs. You follow me and I will take care of you. I will take care of your children. I will take care of your marriage. I will take of your care of your emotions. I will take care of your future. And we better listen to this because we're not gonna experience God's blessing by cutting God out of the equation. says, dwell in this land, instruction. I will be with you. I will bless you. Number four, I will perform the promise which I swore to Abram, your father. How many people have a promise from God in this place this morning? Lift up your hand and say amen. How many of you feel that this COVID has robbed a part of that promise from you? Anybody in this place this morning? Well, listen, 2022 is gonna be a year of breakthrough. If you dwell in the land, if you obey God's voice, if you follow God, if you build your life upon the Word of God and you are not moved by fear, but you move by faith. Remember with every breakthrough, there's a God path and a man path. And we're gonna talk about that this morning. He says, I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. So God's blessing always goes beyond you. It is generational. And I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Listen now, because Abraham obeyed my voice. Now, I think we get confused as Christians, especially those who talk a lot about grace, but don't demonstrate grace. We live by grace through faith, all of us. Grace is not a teaching. Grace is a person. Grace is a life. Grace is dependence upon God's ability in your life. It's not some little doctrine. Are you listening to me this morning? He says, because Abram obeyed my voice, now God's love is totally unconditional. Number two, Ephesians 1 verse 3, the Bible says, we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Galatians 3, 13, 14, Christ has, past tense, redeemed us from the curse of the law that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles and that we may receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. So we have been blessed. But we have to access, access what? We have to access grace. We have to access favour. We have it, but we have to access it. We have to access blessing. We have been blessed, but we have to access it. We have to access the throne of grace by prayer. I mean, let me make it simple this morning. It's not God's will that any should perish. Jesus died for the whole world. He shed His blood for every human being on the earth. And yet there are people that will not go to heaven. Why? because they do not access the grace by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. And I think we get confused as charismatics sometimes or cruisomatics where we think, well, He did it all. I don't have to do anything. <clears throat> Wrong. Because, and this is before the law, by the way, 430 years before the law, Abraham accesses the blessing because He obeyed. I know we think we are cleverer than God, but clickety-click, we're not. <laughs> I know we think we have all the answers, but wake up call, we don't. I know we like to fend for ourselves, but when you fend for yourself outside of God's will, there is a price to pay. A child, your sanity, your spirituality, because you move out of the place. Now you better listen to me. That God's will is not this generalized going to all the world wherever you want to go. No. God's will is very specific. Isaiah 48 verse 17, you've seen this before. And uh, God says, I am the Lord your God, your Redeemer, and I do what? I do two things. I teach you to profit, to prosper, and I lead you by the way you should go. So I can't just go in any old way and ask God to follow me. No, He's gonna be with me. 
but I'm going to walk away from God's blessing. I have to stay where God calls me to be. Even in the second recession, the third recession, the fourth recession, even when it is the greatest famine, even when there's a COVID wave, four, five, six, seven, we came through the previous waves, we're gonna go through these waves wiser and better and stronger, and we are gonna possess the gates of our enemies, and we are gonna take over in Jesus' Name because we operate by principles that far supersede the principles the people of this world live by. Come on, if you believe it, shout Amen, and give Him a praise today, hallelujah. So listen, Isaac, Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Verse 12, and you have to see this, because this is the key. Not a miracle, not a prophet waving his hand. You have to learn to live by the laws of God's kingdom. Three amens. Because we want everything to fall in our laps. We want to hear breakthrough and we want to shout, Hallelujah! And God says, you better go beyond your goosebump. You better do what I taught you to do. You better stay where I tell you to stay. And then you better work my word or my word is not going to work for you. You better do the possible and I will do the impossible. I'm going to bless you in the land where people say it cannot happen. I'm going to bless Africa because my word is not bound. There's no culture that binds the power of God's word. There is no uh, a country that binds the culture or the power of God's word. God's word, the Bible says, has been tested in the furnace of the earth. God's word stands all by itself. Doesn't need your approval, needs your faith. Doesn't need your approval. God doesn't need your approval to be God. If you're half smart, you will do what the Bible says. You will not be wise in your own eyes. You will fear God, reverence Him, and you will obey Him. If we talk the master of the breakthrough, then when we follow Jesus Christ, we follow Him both as what? Saviour and Lord. Lord Kurios, which means what? Boss. He's the boss man. He's the master. And we love Him as Saviour. But when it comes to Lord, it becomes difficult. Because sometimes we want to go this way and the Holy Ghost says, no, that way. We want to fight and God says, forgive. You want to walk in the breakthrough that God has for you. You have to realise it is going to happen God's way. Oh, you can have a seasonal breakthrough or you can have a generational breakthrough. You can have a seasonal blessing or you can have a generational blessing that goes beyond now, that goes beyond your comfort, that goes beyond your control, where you just wanna now go sit on your blessed assurance and think about yourself. God is not just thinking about you. He's thinking about your children and your children's children. He's thinking about the poor. He's thinking about the lost. He's thinking about the orphans. That's why God wants to bless you. So Isaac, verse 12, listen, Isaac sowed in that land. Now listen, pay attention. I know you do, but I think sometimes I speak a little bit fast. Somebody once said, Pastor, I can't understand anything you say because oh, we're going to have to listen again. I said, well, you're getting double, for your, double value for, and you're not even giving in the offering. So, I'm going to talk even faster. Oh, if everybody was like you in church, never gave anything, I would talk like this. Dearly, beloved, because that's what you deserve. Because that's the level of your giving. You're being blessed? Okay, then I'll just keep on. (laughs) Okay, here we go. (laughs) That's true. That's a partnership. You don't love this church, go find another church. You don't respect this leader, go find another leader. You can't support this church financially, go find another church. Get on your bicycle and go, quickly. Because somebody else is taking your place next year. 
It's not a game where you come and check me out every week. That's a belief, man. Trying to help you. So Isaac sowed in that land. The land of what? Famine. God says, I'm going to bless you. So what does Isaac do? He does what he can do. He sows when? In a time of famine. We're talking about what? Breakthrough in the midst of famine. How to change your famine. Whether it's your marriage, your emotions, your finances, relationships, a child. He sowed in the famine. What do people normally do in a famine? They hold on to their seed. They don't give the right compliment. They become reactive. They hold on for a rainy day. The payout is too big, so now the tax is a problem and so is the tithe. Not Isaac. Isaac applies and we'll get there now. I'm running a little bit ahead of myself, but this is so critical because if we talk about preparing for breakthrough in 2022, everybody's just expecting things are going to happen. No, we have to prepare for 2022. That's why I'm not starting this series in January. You have to set yourself up now for 2022. You have to position yourself now already for things to be different in 2022. Are you listening? Say Amen, at least in Jesus' Name. So Isaac sowed in that land and he reaped in that land in the same year a hundredfold. When? In a famine. When everybody else was struggling. And the Lord blessed him. Now listen. It's not difficult. When did he reap? Before he sowed or after he sowed? After he sowed. When did God bless him? Before he sowed or after he sowed? After. Now we know what God's blessing is. The blessing of God is not something um, untangible. It's not something super spiritual. People come and say, Pastor, bless me. I say, man, you've been blessed. What does blessing mean? Empowered by God Himself to prosper in life. Empowered. You have the anointing. You have the ability. You have the grace. You have the know-how. You have God. God created you. Greater is He that is in you than he that is within the world. So, so, so you don't need a little bit of a, a water. Water that comes from, from, from uh, uh, the Jordan. I mean, I was at the Jordan. There's hardly any water in the Jordan, okay? And the water there is dirty. Or anointed water that comes from Jerusalem. I'll do a Jesus on you. Meaning He spat and anointed people. I'll give you that kind of water. So Africa, we have to switch on. We have to get out of all of these gimmicks. Africa, we have to switch on. We have to get out of all of these gimmicks. We have to stop doing the Jesus and the Sangoma. We have to stop doing the Jesus and the ancestral worship. We have to stop doing the Jesus and everything else. We have to get serious and real with Jesus. We have to accept Jesus Christ as our Saviour and as our Lord. That's it. No more distorted truth by false prophets that tell you that, that you need something to be blessed. You need something. You need to walk in obedience. You need to work the Word of God. You have to stop acting like there's nothing you can do. You need to stop running around looking for something that you already have and you have to activate what God has given you intelligently, right? I mean, there's no farmer that walks around on his, on his, on his fields and he complains that he has no harvest if he hasn't sown seed. There's no farmer that expects his cattle or his cows to have little elephants if, well, it is a cow as well, right? If, if the bull was never close to them, right? Everything around us, plants, operates by a law of seed time and harvest. God's kingdom operates by the law of seed time and harvest. Your faith is released one way through the law 
of seed time and harvest. Whatever a man sows, the Bible says, God, it's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he shall surely reap. The J.B. Phillips translation of Galatians, Galatians 6 verse 7 says, a man's harvest in life is based entirely upon the seed he has sown. So if you're not happy with your harvest, you have to start changing your seed and not justifying the lack of sowing seed. Then, verse 13 says, I'm not going to get past my opening statement, seems like, the man began to prosper. I can do with that. Okay, one, one other one of you. Everybody just wants a contract of a billion. No, the man began to prosper. There was a little cloud. There was a little change. The man began to prosper and was prospering, journey, process, through his 30s, through his 40s, until he became very prosperous when he was 50 years old. The man began to prosper in his 20s and continued to prosper, journey. How did he continue? By living dependent upon God and the grace of God and by doing what? Digging wells. He wasn't a lazy bum. He wasn't a sitter. He wasn't a soaker. He was a digger. He was a hard worker. He did what God created Adam to do. Six days you will work and on the seventh day you will rest. I think people turn the Bible around today. They wanna rest six days and they wanna work one day and then they wanna live entitled. No, God says, listen, young person, you wanna get anywhere. You have to get off your rusty dusty. You better get a culture of discipline, a culture of hard work. You have to sow your seed. You have to sow your seed. And when you sow your seed, God says, I'm gonna be with you. You dig when you study for your exam. You dig when you go the extra mile. You dig when you go to the gym. You dig when you go see those nine clients and nine of them say no. And the 10th one says, yes, you dig, you dig, you dig. And you'll see that's exactly what Isaac did. God blessed him. The man began to prosper. He dug a well, then the Philistines fought about the well but he was unperturbed. He didn't allow what people do to determine who he became. He never lived a reactive life because of apartheid or because of PEE. He just said, no, I'm above that. I'm beyond that. I live by a greater principle. I live by the law of seed time and harvest. Even if that company policy is they will not employ a white person, I'm gonna be employed in the name of Jesus Christ because I live by a law that is above the policies of man. God's gonna give me favour. God's gonna turn a policy. I'm gonna be the exception in the company because of God's favour, because I live by the law of sea time and harvest. And what is that? The thoughts I think, the words I speak, the things I do, the places I go, the friends I surround myself with, the voices I listen to, seed time and harvest. You hang out with gossipers, you will reap a harvest of gossip and strife. You hang out with negative people, you'll become a negative person. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33, do not be deceived, evil communications corrupt good morals. That's how it is. God wrote the Bible, I never did, neither did you. You're not above it. And if you are, you're living in a place of arrogance and deception. I have to tell you that. So Naaman had to humble himself and wash himself. Dip, meaning what? Wash himself in the Word of God. Seven times, perfection, until. So he sowed and he continued to sow and he prospered and he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. He wasn't a quitter. He didn't dig one well and, and the Philistines came and you will see the different places he was, a place of strife, a place of enmity. Then he gets to the place of Rehoboth, which is a place of blessing and enlargement. It's what I believe God wants to take us to, right? Elam from Mara to Elam, the place of enlargement, but it didn't just happen. What people understand about harvest is that the harvest is God's responsibility. And you know, that's the amazing thing about God. The Bible says He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So God gives both. So God's harvest is God meeting the need of man after man has sown the right seed. There's one thing God will not do. 
He will not sow seed on your behalf. He gives you the power. He gives you the authority. He gives you the seed and He gives you the bread. But He's not going to sow the seed on your behalf. That's your choice. That's your faith. That's your trust. That's your reliance. Sowing seed, then digging. Digging through enmity. Digging through strife. Till you reach your Rehoboth. Place of enlargement. Oh, come on. God wants to take you to a place of enlargement. God wants to enlarge you, Jabez. Come on, if you believe it. Jump to your feet and give Him a praise. Come on, give Him a praise. Hallelujah. So Isaac increases in the midst of a declining economy. He does two things that I want to focus on quickly. Number one, he walks with God. You've heard me say this a million times and I'm going to say it another million times. You're not getting anywhere without Jesus Christ. You cannot cut Him out. You cannot use Him as a convenience store. You cannot approach Him when it only suits you. You have to walk with Him. You have to abide in Him. Are you listening? That's why people who say, I'll never go back to church. What kind of relationship do you have with Jesus? I'm not judging you. Are you going to do it Frank Sinatra's way now for the older generation like me? Think about it, save 39 years. And about this time of the morning, it was actually 20 past nine, I was smoking my first cigarette of the morning after partying the previous night with a huge hangover. And my friend said, hey, let's go to that little cinema. And I was still sitting And we walked in with a hangover not knowing what's going to happen. And we walked into Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Come on, every one of you. You know that you've been redeemed and you've been saved. Never lose your love for Jesus. Never lose respect for the relationship that Jesus gave you. Never get familiar with this amazing Jesus. Come on. We can't do it. Some of us would have been murderous. What do you think you would have gotten up if it wasn't for Jesus? So Isaac walks with God. John chapter 15, very clear. Jesus said, I'm the true vine. My Father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, He prunes it that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, intertwined. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Even if your name is Jackie Chan, it doesn't matter. Of Jan Kukamur, Manito Dengimada Kazarasa, so Mandeknoga say Jackie Chan. Johannes Buta. Jack Sparrow. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. What's he talking about? Fruit that lasts. I am the vine. I, Jesus, not you, not your smarts. Because one day you're going to die. One day you're going to run out of answers. One day you're not going to know what to do. And if you're not on solid ground, and the storms of life come. You're going to look for God and you're going to be grasping. Well, it's not where the storms are coming, it's when storms are coming. I don't care how deal your scenario is right now. It says, these things I've written that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have many tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. It's nothing like knowing you're in God's will. Because storms are going to come in the world and out of the will of God. And if you're in the will of God, you know you're going to be okay. But if you doubt the decision you made, well, my brother, I don't know what to say to you. It's not going to be a great day for you. 
Because God is not obligated to do anything. And if you live in the will of God, then you know that you're in a safe place no matter what happens. And you sow your seed. You do what you possibly can do because you know you're in the will of God because you seek the kingdom of God first. And if you think that's easy, you need to think again. Sometimes the will of God will stress you out. Having to climb in a car like some of you and drive a hundred kilometers every Sunday, twice on a Sunday, just to be in the house of the Lord. And there are people that live in the flat right next door that will just watch me on television. God bless you in any case. If you abide in someone, you pursue that person, right? You run after. Not he runs after, you run after. So this COVID does not determine our level of worship. Listen, this devil called COVID does not determine the level of our Christian worship on planet Earth. We get our hunger back for God and we run back to the house of God and we get our worship restored in Jesus' Name. Shout Amen, come on. So He says, I am the vine, you are the branches, He who abides in me and I in Him bears what? Much fruit. That word much is mega. Go study it. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt. If you abide in me, listen. If you abide in me and by word, Logos and Rhema abides in you. You will ask what you will or desire because your desire will be in line with God's will. Psalm 37 verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart, not the desires of your heart. He will put His desires in your heart. It says, by this my Father is glorified. Listen, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Verse 16, you do not choose me, but I chose you, appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain generationally. That whatever you ask my Father in my name, He may give it to you. So when we live connected to Jesus and the Word of Jesus, the will of Jesus, as Isaac did, we can expect God to help us, to bless us and to multiply us. Is that accurate? It's the Bible I'm talking now. It's God's Word right there. If we live abide, if we live connected. So the word meno or the word abide is the Greek word which is meno, E-M-E-N-O, which is to stay, to dwell, to continue with, to present, to tarry and to pursue. You want God's blessing, you better run after Him. Three amens. You live connected with Jesus, who is the source of blessing. He will lead you because He's your good shepherd. We're not talking about breakthrough outside of God. We're not talking about breakthrough outside of the person of Jesus Christ. Get over it. We talk about breakthrough that flows out of an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. The word wither. So he says, if you you do not abide in me, you're gonna wither. What does that mean? Means to shrivel, means to dry up in some area of your life, means to lose energy or force, vision, to lose freshness or sharpness. How many people have lost their freshness for the last freshness and sharpness because of this COVID. So how will you get it back? You have to get back in the presence of Jesus. And part of that is getting into the local church, worshiping God. Even if you have to sit in traffic for 40 minutes a day, you get yourself in the presence of God. I mean, you don't complain every day when you have to take your children to school. Why on a Sunday, which is the most important day of your week, is it a problem and you still have to decide whether you will go to the house of Lord and worship God because traffic is a problem or you have the mindset to say, well, I'm just gonna serve God on technology. 
How? Why? Why must Jesus so quickly take second place? Why must Jesus so quickly be made to fit in with us and our ways and our fickleness? And you may be very blessed as many of you are, but you forgot how you got your blessing. 40 years ago, when you had nothing and you served God and you got yourself in the house of God, every Sunday morning, every Sunday evening, you went to home cell, you could not get enough of the Lord. Now you're in a place of blessing. Now you're watching me on television, I'm still your pastor and I'm privileged, but I have to tell you, my brother, you better get yourself back in the house of God. And if you're not gonna do it this year, you better get yourself back in the presence of God because you may think it's okay right now, but it ain't gonna last. It ain't gonna last. You've already lost your passion and your zeal. And every Sunday you go ride your bicycle or you go play golf or you're busy with something else and you have forgotten. You have forgotten where the blessing comes from. Get back with God. Get back with Jesus Christ. Get back to the place where it all started. I said, get back to the place where it all started. Get back to the place where it all started. Get back to the place where it all started. Get back to the place where it all started. Get back, get back, get back to the place where it all started. Get yourself back in the presence of Jesus. No other way. You cut him out, there's a price. You become a high and lofty, there's a price. Oh, maybe you can just, I'm cool. What about your children? How are they doing? Everything you learned, you learned. I'm talking to the converted here, but people watch me millions on television and I don't criticize you, but I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those pastors that are gonna play to your place. I'm gonna tell you the truth. What about your kids, man? You're lying in bed watching me sipping your coffee and it's okay. No, it's not okay. What about your kids? What about your kids? That should be in children's church, worshiping, being taught the Bible. What about them? What about your grandchildren? What about your friends that should be connected to Jesus Christ? Thank God He never sent an angel. He sent His very best. He gave it all. I'm gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna be one of those preachers that tell you three steps. I'm not gonna manipulate you and say, give in the offering today and you're gonna have a hundredfold return. I'm gonna tell you, you need to get your act right with God. You need to become knowledgeable in the Word of God. Start reading your Bible. Start applying the Word of God to your life. Start living by the law that I never even got to today, my illustration, but that's okay. Praise God. Obi spot. Listen, next time you do a wedding, this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a good. How long do you want to do this thing? From week to week? Moment to moment? Convenience to convenience? Or do you actually want to live that life of surrender and dependence? And that's where breakthrough is. Not three steps. That seed time on harvest flows out of a relationship. Otherwise people will manipulate you. It's something you're gonna to have to do as long as you live. When you receive your paycheck, within your paycheck, there are seed. It's not all your bread. Every farmer will tell you within every harvest lies the seed of the next harvest. What do we do? We eat it. We hold on to it. Then we pray for God's breakthrough, God's deliverance, and God cannot operate outside of His Word. You have to sow the seed. Until you don't sow the seed, there's no harvest. You have to sow it to your child, have to sow it to your marriage, 
have to sow it to your mind. Stop listening to all the garbage on television and all the rubbish music out there. Rubbish, listen to that good English. And start listening to Christian music. Start getting your word renewed, your mind renewed according to the Word of God. Start thinking the Word of God, meditating upon the Word of God, building new patterns in the name of Jesus Christ. Begin to sow the right seed for your future. Cut out the negative. Kingdom of God operates through the law of seed time and harvest. How it is, we'll talk about it next week. But the first thing Isaac did, God appeared to him. He had an encounter. And he heard. You see, when people move in a direction and they, you can see they really haven't heard, they don't have peace. You can see it. Or they can justify it in their heads, but you see they've got no peace. I can't even say I'm going to pray for you. It's not going to work. Because your walk is your walk. Your walk. Your walk. Your conversation. Your justification. And we lose this. What is inspiring your decisions? Huh? When we lose this abiding presence. Sentiment, emotion, reason, opinion, friends, success, power. What? Sanctify the Lord. In your heart is what the Bible says. And this is where Isaac lived. This is where Abraham walked. And this is what I want to encourage you this morning on TV. Don't live your life. Don't live your life. It's going to take you places that you might think is great right now. But you don't know what's waiting there. Jesus loves you. Give yourself back to Him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. No one moving, please. I'll cut it short. I'll cut it short. Forget about people around you now. Forget about the people that you think God is talking to. Because, you know, sometimes we hear the Word of God and we think that's exactly what He needs. <laughs> I go now. No, 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 no. 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 What is God saying to you? How far have you moved away from what God has said to you? And as I celebrate my 39th birthday today, because I got saved when I climbed out of my mother's womb, amen. As I celebrate my 39th birthday, I have to ask all that Jesus did for you. Can you reflect on that for a moment? Can you just be thankful? Grateful? For what He has done. And just Give him his rightful place again. And just be, get back to his feet. Just allow him to be in your life. No one moving now, please. No one. You know, when God, when God calls us, and we're all called, I'm not the only called person, you don't just walk away from it. I'm not talking about me walking away from the ministry. I'm talking to you as a home cell leader, as a band member, as whatever, businessman. You don't just walk away from it. 
Because God has raised you up and God's used you to help other people. And I understand we get overwhelmed by life. We get children and blah, 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 blah. No, man. No, 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 no. You are the breakthrough in many people's lives. You. God's going to use you. You're sitting here this morning. You say, Pastor, I have lost myself. Really, I've lost my bearings. Nothing to feel bad about. There in Bloemfontein, in Pretoria, in Johannesburg, in all the other churches this morning, you say, I've lost my bearing. I've lost myself. If I died, I'm not okay. I'm not ready. I'm not okay. I've lost my bearings. I need to get back to a heart of worship. I need to restore my first love with Jesus Christ. I really feel God talking to many people here this morning. It's okay. I don't care if you've walked down to this altar before. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to walk down to an altar again and just to say, here I am, Father, I'm back. I'm giving myself back. I've taken the ownership back. Whatever it is, that there are moments like this that I know that God is speaking and working in the hearts of people and all you need to do is you need to yield. No matter what people think about you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's where God's grace operates. Like Naaman, when we dip ourselves in the Jordan, when we think we don't need to. When we yield to the prompting of the Holy Ghost, when we think we don't need to, it's beneath us. But those are the moments very often that define us and change us and save us. So all over this place, in Bloemfontein, in Johannesburg, wherever you are, you say, there's a stirring in my heart. God's talking to me. I need to get my life right with God. That's it. Whether you have to get saved, whether you need to get back to Jesus, whatever it is. But you know God's talking to you this morning and you need to get right with God, back to God, back to your first love. A fresh start with God, whatever you wanna call it. I don't have words to express what I know the Holy Ghost is doing in many of your hearts. But this morning, you have to respond. You have to surrender and yield for God to have His way. I wanna pray for you all over this place. If that's you, forget the people around you. God's working in your heart. You say, Pastor, that's me. I need to get right with God this morning. I know God's talking to me. If that's you, quietly, wherever you are, just slip your hand up. I wanna say a prayer for you all over this place. Raise it up high, 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 all over this place. Lift it, lift it, lift it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lift it high, lift it up. In Jesus' Name, thank you. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, bless you, bless you. Many hands, lift it up now. I'm coming back to a heart of worship. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Slip your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. They're in Bloemfontein. They're in Johannesburg. Last keer voor ek bid. Hier is een voeling in binnen man. Jy weet, as God jou beet grijp, dan weet jy dit. As God jou beet krij, in jou geest, in jou hart, weet jy dit. Vanochtend praat God met jou. Jy is een tiener. Jy is een 50-jarige maak jy saakie. Jy weet, God is bezig binnen jou. Wil ek vir jou bid vanochtend. Tel jou hand op, sê ja. Sluit my na die gebed in, vannacht in Jesus naam. Op, in Jesus naam. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Many of you, please stand with me all over this place. Even if you're a visitor, respect us enough to work with us. Thank you. Thank you. If you'll stand with us, please. All over this place, many of you have raised your hands. You know, sometimes couples have to come. Husband and wife, I don't care. And I don't say, listen to me again. I don't care what anybody thinks about you. Get your heart aligned. So God can do what He wants to do in your life. So all over this place, if you raised your hand, you did not. You know God's talking to you. You're with your friend. You know that your friend, God's talking to your friend. You may be the encourager. But you respond to God this morning. What a great privilege to pray with each one of you. Um, God really does love you. I promise you what changed me was experiencing something that I never did in a state where I deserved nothing because I was taught that God was an angry person. And with all my flaws in that, I came into His presence 
and I experienced His love, His grace, His forgiveness. Everything. In a second. I don't care what you've done, how this world is beat up on you, because no person is born evil, no person is born wanting to be sinful or anything. And He knows that. That's why He sent a Saviour. And this is your moment to give yourself back to Him. I suggest everybody prays this prayer with me and mean it. Everyone, everyone, even the skeptic, even you that are the skeptic this morning, get off your little high horse. I know I offend people like this, but I do it very on purpose because there's no place in this world for religious, judgmental, critical people who call themselves Christians when this world is hurting. No place. Put your hand on your heart, everybody. Pray this prayer with me this morning. Say, Jesus, in response to you, I present myself to you. Thank you for loving me as I am, where I am. Thank you that you died for my sin. I believe with all my heart, you are the Savior of the world. I believe you love me. Today, I give myself back to you and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for a new beginning, for a fresh start. Thank you for touching my life, healing me and delivering me. In Jesus' name, I give all back to you. In Jesus' name. God loves you. You know, He's the healer of the broken heart. Um, see, the difference between me and many of you is I stand here and I experience what these people experience. What you experience is your opinion. And that's why people like you and me will never like one another. Because you have an opinion I feel about the people. I feel them. They hurt. They pain. Begin to open your eyes, man. And if you've been through a little bit of life, stop just thinking about yourself. Become the hands of Jesus Christ and go heal the hurts in this world. Go live a life of purpose to make this world a better place for other people. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on CRC, visit www.crc.org.za.